welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the podcast program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, the complete guide to complementary and alternative therapies. And tonight our topic is the Sedona Method. And our guest is Hale DeWaskin, co-founder and CEO of the Sedona Training Associates and author of the New York Times bestseller, The Sedona Method, Your Key to Lasting Happiness, Success, Peace, and Emotional Well-Being. So back in 1952, your friend Lester Levinson was sent basically home to die. It's a pretty uh, interesting story. I met Lester back in 1976, and one of the first things he talked about or is a little bit about his background. And Lester was a type A entrepreneur, hard-driving success story, basically, who back in 1952 was sent home to die from a second coronary. And coronary disease was just part of his problem. He had diverticulitis, migraines, jaundice several times a year. He was basically in a physical and emotional basket case, even though he was still quite successful. And after a couple of days of literally contemplating suicide and all his options and not really knowing what to do, uh, he decided to go back to the lab within himself, and he started a process of self-inquiry, asking himself questions like, who am I, and what's this world, and what's my relationship to it? And what happened is several wonderful things. First off, he discovered that we all have a natural ability to increase our health and well-being and wellness by letting go of our inner turmoil, our stress, our tension, our anxiety, all the thoughts and feelings and beliefs that prevent us from having, being, and doing whatever we choose and from recognizing the truth of who we are. And as he worked with this discovery with himself, he also discovered that we are already that which most of us seek in everything external. We are already whole and complete and perfect and and freedom itself. And that discovery changed his entire experience. Instead of dying in a few weeks, he lived another 42 years, even though the doctors had said, your time is up. And during that 42 years, he was always in a state of equanimity, or he was always in a natural state, where he was peaceful all the time, or there was this constant background of peace with the absence of suffering, no matter what was going on around him. And he dedicated his life to helping all of us discover what he had discovered. And what, when I met him in 76, he was just kind of getting started sharing it as a do-it-yourself tool after over almost 20 years of experimentation. And I was deeply moved by who he was and what his teachings were about. And in that moment, I had this intuitive knowing that I was going to dedicate the rest of my life to sharing this. And at least so far, I haven't wavered. And my whole life has been an expression of this, the beauty that is the Sedona Method and the beauty that is what you and I and everyone already is, this presence of awareness or beingness or truth or whatever you want to call it. And so I feel very fortunate to have, have met Lester and to have embarked in this direction and to see what it's done not just for me but the, the hundreds of thousands of people all over the world who are using this process. I've heard that one of the key concepts in the Sedona Method is that we're really limited only by our concepts of who we are, what's in our own minds. Exactly. Most of us don't realize that we're not really relating to the world as it is. We're relating to our beliefs and concepts about the world. 
And we're so lost in our stories about what was and what might be that we miss the energy and the aliveness and the beauty that is always here now. And the other thing is that we carry these beliefs about ourselves from the past that actually have nothing to do with now around with us as though they are, are who we are. And because we believe they are who we are, we act as though it's true, and we see the world through these filters. So if we believe we're a failure, we fail. If we believe we're unhealthy, we're unhealthy. If we believe we can't have good relationships, we make it so. And the key here is not to change your beliefs. There are a lot of programs that try to train you to change your beliefs, and then you're just trading one set of chains for another set of chains. So the beauty of the Sedona method is that what it does is it shows you how to let go of the need to depend on the beliefs about what was in order to interpret or relate to or know how to handle what is here now. And when you stop trying to live life based on what was and you start living life now, you discover that the now always contains the answer. The now is the only time you can do anything about anything. The now also, if you get out of the way, can actually take care of itself. And the result of that is just this greater feeling of aliveness and joy and peace, a greater sense of health and well-being, more success, and happier and more loving relationships. I'm sure most of us have seen a child fall down and then look around to see if anyone saw it fall. And if it did, obviously, then start to cry. But if nobody saw it, it simply lets go of the problem. How did we lose that ability to let go of things when we were children? <laughs> this actually, the best way to describe that is with a, uh, a funny joke that I'm sure you've heard before. For the first couple of years of life, we're trying to get our children to walk and talk, and then for the next 18 years or so, we're trying to get them to sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're trying to get them to sit down and shut up, they lose touch with their natural exuberance, and they lose touch with this natural ability. Another a longer way of explaining that is for the first couple of years of life, we're not identified with our limitation. We've, of course, have reactions and experiences, and life is just the way it is, moment to moment, but we're not carrying around any baggage because we don't believe we're separate from life itself. We don't know we are life because there's, this is all happening automatically or unconsciously, but there's no sense of separation. But through repeated training that we're a me or a separate individual or a person, after a couple of years of that, we get convinced. And the mind starts to believe that it's more important than life. It's more important than the, our surroundings. It's more important than anything. And it also is in conflict because as soon as you believe that there's a separate me, then there's also has to be other than me or others. And those others become a threat no matter how close they are, even our parents on some level become a threat because what if they forget to feed us <laughs> or clothe us or give us shelter? So what happens is we then accumulate more and more beliefs about this separate individual or me, not recognizing it's just a concept. And one of the things that we do with the Sedona Method is we help you rediscover this essential you that was here even before there was this sense of a separate me. And the wonderful thing that happens is when you when you discover that you've never been limited, when you've never been separate, you don't lose the, the wisdom you've gained from experience, 
but you all, you do gain the knowingness that comes from being all present, that comes from recognizing that there's only, there's only one power. And that has a tremendously positive effect on everything that you experience. You said that one of the features of the Sedona Method was releasing all of the emotional baggage that we pick up through our lives. Yes. How was this process of releasing done? I mean, Oh, well, actually, let me describe what I mean by letting go or releasing. If you wouldn't mind picking up a pen or a pencil, and those of you listening at home, uh, you can do this with us. By the way, you can use a paper grip or any object that you'd be willing to drop to your lap, your desk, or the floor. If you're in a car, if you're listening to your iPod in your car, uh, just imagine this. But for the sake of this analogy, this object in your hand represents your anger, your fear, your frustration, your negative self-image, your beliefs about the past, everything that appears to be holding you back from having, being, and doing whatever you choose. And your hand represents your gut or your awareness. Now, take the object in your hand and grip it really tightly. Now, if we did this long enough, it would start to feel really uncomfortable and then really familiar because this is what we're doing all the time with our sense of limitation. Now, open your hand and roll the object around in your hand. Is that object attached to your hand? Obviously not. And the same thing is true about every emotion, about every belief about ourselves, about every identity. Everything that appears to be holding us back is as attached to us as this object is attached to your hand. And you can even see it in our language, at least in the English language. Most of us say, I am sad as opposed to I feel sad. I am angry as opposed to I'm feeling angry. And because of that, we actually believe it's true. But since it's not attached to us, we can make a choice. We can let go. So close your hand lightly around the object, turn your hand upside down, and just drop it. Just let it go. That's how easy it can be to let go of any long-standing belief, concept, or feeling that you're holding on to. It's just a decision or a choice. And what we, can, uh, we have time to do, I think, is to do just a quick process so that people will get a sense of a little bit about what the Sedona Method feels like to do. And this is just the beginning steps. It's a very small piece. We actually teach five ways of letting go. Deciding to drop it, allowing yourself to welcome or allow what you're feeling, diving into the core of a feeling, welcoming the feeling and its opposite, we call holistic releasing, and what we call the fifth way, which is a way of dissolving your sense of separate identity. And so this is just the beginning steps of the first way of letting go. But even so, it has a tremendously powerful effect. And so the questions we're going to use is, first question is, could you let it go? And could you let it go just means, are you capable of it? And if you're able to drop the object or even imagined, we're able to imagine dropping the object, then I know you can. The next question is, would you let it go? And would you just means, are you willing to? And if you're ever not sure, you can ask yourself, would you? I'd rather hold on to this feeling, or this suffering, or would I rather be free and have my goal? And the last question is when. And when is an invitation to decide to do it now? Now, the important thing to remember as we go through this process together is to just lead with your heart as opposed to your head as best you can and know that yes or no are both acceptable answers. As long as you're being honest and open, you, you can even say no, and the releasing process will still happen naturally. So in this moment... I'm going to do this with everybody, so you don't have to answer. So allow yourself to think of some situation in your life 
It could be about health. It could be about wealth. It could be about relationships. It could be about spirituality. It doesn't matter. And just pick one situation that you're wanting to change in some way, wanting it to be different than the way it is, or you're wanting to improve. And then in this moment, could you just simply welcome however you feel when you think about that situation? Could you just let the feeling be here, be present with it? And then as best you can, just for now, could you let it go? Just could you? Would you? When? Now, if you're doing this on your own, you would do this several times. So let's do it several times together. And you, you may have noticed a shift from this. You may not have, but it's okay. Just give it a little time. And if you're persistent with it, I think you'll find that the shifts become more and more profound. And they also become more and more long-lasting. So let's do it a couple more times. Again, think of that same situation. And then could you allow yourself to simply allow or welcome how you feel? And then as best you can, could you let it go? Just could you? Would you? When? And again, you may have noticed a shift from that. You may not have. But if you're persistent, you'll discover that this is a key to starting to unlock your ability to let go. Now, if you were doing this on your own, you would keep doing it for as long as you needed to, to feel the kind of result that you were looking for. And you could say, could you let it go, would you and when? Or you could say, could I let it go, would I and when? And the more you play with these beginning questions of the Sedona method, the more you'll find how powerful they are. And I'll give you just one example. I, I, I almost always share this example because it just really struck me when it happened because I was leading a seminar in San Francisco and a woman came to the seminar having only read the first chapter and the introduction to the Sedona Method, and we cover these basic steps in the first chapter of the book. And she hadn't attended a seminar yet. She hadn't listened to our audio program. It was only just reading that small part of the book. And she had a lifelong fear of public speaking and a lifelong loathing of public speaking when they had kind of go together. And... She was having a panic attack about a talk she had to give that evening. You know, all this, the usual symptoms, breathing fast, heart racing, sweating, the whole nine yards. And she did these questions, these simple questions, and in less than 10 minutes, she went from having a panic attack to feeling relaxed, confident, and excited about giving the talk that evening. And that night, she spoke in front of several hundred people, feeling totally relaxed, and, and enjoying public speaking. And since then, it's never been an issue. And that's the kind of result you can get just with, from this little taste of what the Sedona Method is all about. That's a deceptively simple and yet powerful technique, though. Yeah, it is. Part of the reason it is as powerful as it is, and again, this is just a small piece of what we do, but a part of the reason that all of what we do is so powerful is that it is simple. If you're trying to remember a lot of complex steps in the middle of life, you'll probably forget them. 
or you'll probably find them too difficult to keep using, or you'll probably start to feel dependent on someone else taking you through the process. But the beauty of the Sedona Method is all the tools that we teach, this being just one of them, are designed to be simple and easy enough to be done in life, on your own, in action. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, and the more profound it gets. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. Does the Sedona Method work with all kinds of different religions and beliefs? Yeah, so one of the beauties of the Sedona Method is that it's not about belief. We're helping you to let go of belief. So we don't have a whole new belief system that you have to subscribe to in order to get benefit from it. We have Hindus and Christians and Jews and Muslims and Jains and you name every major religion across the world has people who are using the Sedona Method without feeling any kind of conflict at all with their core beliefs or teachings. And obviously escaping or hiding from our emotions or our emotional baggage is not the same as releasing the emotions, is it? No, it's not even close. What we're usually doing with our emotions is one of two things. We're either suppressing them. In other words, they come up into our awareness and we push them back down. And one of the key ways that we do that is through escape. Television, movies, sex to some degree, anything that takes our attention off our suffering long enough so we can push it back down. And then, by the way, there's nothing wrong with sex or, or any of the other things that I mentioned. It's just that often we use them for an escape. And then on the other side of the equation is if we're angry at someone, we may yell at them. If we're sad, we may cry. We'll express our the uh, emotion. We'll put it into action. And this can be very healthy in therapy, and it, it's very necessary to have any kind of real lasting relationship, being willing to honestly express how you feel. But expression by itself doesn't release or let go of the underlying emotion or problem. But when you let go, it's the balancing point between suppression or escape and expression. That's what we call releasing of the Sedona method. And so what happens as you let go is you're free to escape when it's appropriate, but you don't have to escape. You're free to express where appropriate, but you don't feel compelled to express. And also, if you haven't been able to express it, that opens up so that you can share your heart much more clearly. You're one of the 24 official The Secret teachers, and I've heard that as many as one-third of the other teachers in The Secret believe that the Sedona Method is actually the key to mastering the law of attraction. Yes. Well, the reason for that, well, first of all, by the way, I think it's almost half the teachers in the secret use the Sedona method on a regular basis. And that's because they know something that a lot of us forget, is that just trying to hold in mind the positive without letting go of the past or the negative or the sense of limitation, first of all, it's extremely time-consuming, it's difficult, and most of us fail at it. And the reason is, is we're just simply covering over our beliefs about ourselves that are contrary to what we're trying to affirm or visualize. And we're not creating the space and the energy required to attract to us what we desire. But when you let go of the negative self-image and the fear and the doubt and the 
of the negative self-talk, all the things that are holding us back, we don't have to program in the positive. Because we are already whole and complete and perfect, because we are, are already all presence and all knowingness and all power, that comes shining through when we let go, and it naturally causes the mind to get quieter, clearer, and more positive, and it doesn't require maintenance. Positive thinking and affirmations and visualization requires an intense amount of maintenance, and it can create a lot of conflict if our life doesn't conform to what we're trying to visualize or affirm. So with the Sedona Method, what you do is you set your goals and intentions. You can even combine it with visualization. But what you do is you let go of everything inside of you that's saying no, and you're left with only the yes. And that yes opens the, the floodgates of the universal energy that you are to flow in a positive direction and attract to you what is best for you. Hale, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me about the Sedona Method this afternoon. My pleasure. And anyone wanting to learn more about the Sedona Method should really check out their website at www. Dot Sedona dot com. That's S-E-D-O-N-A dot com. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back again next week with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon. 